And welcome back to another episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. On today's episode, we kind of had to throw something together real quick to get an episode out. Uh, We had originally planned on doing a uh, best American rock bands of all time, but uh, unfortunately, uh, one of the guests we had lined up was unable to make it due to being under the weather. So Lucas and I just kind of thrown together a hodgepodge, a potpourri, a Potent Potables episode where we just kind of shoot the shit about whatever. So, honestly, it may be good. It may not be. I'll let you guys be the judge of that one. Uh, it's probably a train wreck, but you come to expect that when you listen to this show. But him and I had a lot of fun doing it. It was nice to get Lucas back. Uh, Lucas was out last week if you heard our episode, but Lucas is back in a saddle again, so that's something to be excited about. So, after the guitar riff, we present to you the Potent Potables episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. Uh, I am Russ, and joining me after a week off is Lucas. Lucas, I know you had a very eventful week last week that uh, didn't allow you to join the show. Uh, How's everything going? Uh, Everything's better. I'm about 90%. Uh, at this point, so I'm 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 doing a little bit better. All the health meter that you always have above your head is like at ninety percent. Did you find collect some hearts? I did. I did. Okay, good. I, I ate some pellets. Okay. So you're good. Everybody's good at the house. Yeah. Uh, luckily, my uh, my youngest, um, my little girl, who's two months old, she's out of the hospital. So. She's doing much, much better. Good, man. I know, like, you know, with the kids having that, it's just it's super scary, man, especially someone, that, like, that young. Yeah, and they put her on oxygen. That was just is is pretty much the worst week of my life last week. And then, you know, I texted you the other day and told you my roof is leaking on my house, so it's it's not over yet. Yeah. But, hey, you're back on the show, so there is a plus. That's true. I am back. Uh, well, outside of that, and everyone's doing good. Uh, got anything to report? Anything new? I know. Uh, I know. For me, I watched the uh, the new Jurassic Park Dominion this weekend. Uh, we weren't able to go see it in movie theaters due to the the nasty sob COVID, and we decided to buy it at home. Uh, they made it available to where you can buy it on uh, Apple Vudu or. You know, wherever you get digital movies. So we decided to buy it and watch it. You know, just not that impressed with it. Yeah, just I. Yeah, did you? I know you and I share a uh, a digital streaming service account together. Uh, what did you think? Did you get a chance to check it out yet? I, I have not watched it yet. Um, I was, uh, was catching up on some other stuff that um, Tina and I watched together. Mm-hmm. Uh finished the uh, Miss Marvel series, which was is I. That seems to be the it's, recurring theme of the summers. Like just everything's just like, eh, it's okay. Yeah, it I don't know. It it seems like people are uh well phase four of Marvel is just kind of somebody wandering in the middle of nowhere trying to figure out where to go. They look like phase four looks like that John Travolta meme. Mm-hmm. Um, from Pulp Fiction, where he's just throwing up his hands like, what the fuck do I do now? Yeah, the uh, Adam and I actually talked about that on last week's episode. I know 
I don't know if you listen to us. Uh, you can listen to our show on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Thank you for the lead-in for the cheap plug. <laughs> I do what I can. Touche. You do it well. Um, yeah, we did kind of dove into that last week, just talking about like what we think is going on with it, what they need to do to fix it. I'm just of the belief, just bring in the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. That'll be what cures it for me. But go listen to that episode if you haven't had a chance to yet. We kind of ramble on, kind of bitch and moan about why Phase 4 hasn't been that great. But uh, that just seems to be like the movie slate in general. Like, just like with movies, like the only thing that has been super awesome was Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, and I, I hear... Uh... Black Mask is really good, too. Yeah, we were going to get Black Mask. We decided we're going to wait till probably this weekend, although um, the the last Bastions of Hope to save the summer movie season, uh, that starts next week, or this week. We're recording on a Tuesday, so this will be out Wednesday. Uh, nope comes out Friday. Mm, yeah. And then uh, a couple weeks later, we get Bullet Train. Which I'm really looking forward to that movie. Yeah, Nope and Bullet Train were... You know, very high on my summer movie uh, watch list. Also, you can listen to our summer movie preview episode wherever you get your podcast. Damn, that's two <laughs> in a row, man. Plug. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, I still need to see uh, Black Black Phone, which I think we're going to watch this weekend. Oh, not Mask. I yeah. I keep doing that. My bad. Well, there's a Black Mask movie that has Jet Li in it. I do. I do enjoy Jet Li from time to time. You know, I can't get into martial arts movies as much. Sometimes I. I'll sit back and watch watch one, but I just like I don't actively seek them out. So I used to work at a video store, so I remember that movie was probably we would get four or five co- copies of that movie on uh, the old VHS videotape, and usually they would get stolen, so we would be <laughs> down to one, and then we'd have to turn around and buy another one just to keep it in the store because it was such a good runner. Fun fact for you: one of my first celebrity crushes was Aaliyah. Oh, Romeo Must Die. Mm-hmm. What's funny about Romeo Must Die is my brother is not a moviegoer at all. He probably sees maybe one or two movies a year, and usually, well, at least for like the last six or seven years, he only watches the Marvel stuff. He'll only, or if his kids want to go see, like I know he took his kids to see the new Minions last oh, weekend. Yeah. And... I remember I came home from somewhere and I couldn't find, I didn't see my brother anywhere in the house. And uh, so I said to my mom, like, hey, where, you know, I asked where my brother was at. She's like, oh, he went and seen some movie with uh, a mutual friend of ours. And I was like, that's strange, but okay. So I asked him what he went and seen, expecting him to see something different. And he goes, oh, no, we went and seen Romeo Must Die. It just completely caught me off guard because it's like not his wheelhouse <laughs> at all. <laughs> was that with uh, Mr. Sap or No, uh, this was this is pre Master Mr. and Charles. No, this is pre Mr. Sap, which we need to just do a whole episode on that dude one day. <laughs> we could do one on him and uh crazy ass Travis. Yeah. Um I know uh we originally had planned a we were going to, it was me, you, and the First Lady of the Couch Potato Podcast. Jen, we're going to uh, try to break down and give you who we think were the top five American rock bands of all time. But uh, unfortunately, uh, the First Lady's a little under the weather, so she can't join us tonight. But we're going to do that one next week. So uh, Lucas and I decided to call this just a uh, potpourri episode where we're just going to talk about a bunch of random shit. Hopefully you guys like it. If not, you'll probably... 
do what you normally do and turn us off after 15 minutes. Hodgepodge. Right, yeah, hodgepodge. Uh, potent potables episode uh, for you Jeopardy fans out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're just going to start rattling off some random shit. Uh, I know uh, we decided to do a uh, rock band episode because uh, sports-wise, this is typically the worst week of the season for sports fans uh, after tonight. Like I said, we're recording on Tuesday, and uh, right now the uh, Major League Baseball All-Star Game is being played. Uh, did you watch the Home Run Derby by chance? I did not, but my mom is a huge baseball fan, so she was texting me the whole time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Probably didn't even know half the players she was talking to you about. Not a fucking clue. <laughs> um, home Run Derby is fun. I sometimes have to think they have to change the format a little bit. Um, it came down to uh, uh, Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals, who has uh, made news recently. He was the... Uh, he just turned down a four hundred plus million dollar extension to stay with the Washington Nationals, which wow. I thought was just crazy. I can't even fathom turning down a million dollars, let alone four hundred million. Yeah, but hey, you know what? If he maybe thinks he's going to get more on the open market, he still has two years to go. But there's rumblings he's going to get traded before the deadline, which I think is early August. Um, I don't know. Just I haven't really gotten into baseball as much this year as uh, I normally have. I don't know if the lockout had a lot to do with it. So I was super excited. Then once that lockout happened earlier this year, I just kind of got bitter about it. Just kind of started to lose a little interest in it. I'm sure it'll kick back up once the uh, trade deadline happens because I usually will follow that religiously. Mm. Yeah, you are a baseball guy. I'm I'm a little surprised to hear you're not, you know, super into the season. Yeah, I mean, uh, some of it has to do with my, uh, you know, my team selling off their players. Uh, the Guardians are surprisingly being are still very competitive, but still, it's one of those things where I miss the heyday of like all the the stud players and you know them being a potential World Series contender. But Jim Thumi, Jim Thom, <laughs> which is what my mom used to call him, Jim Thom. She's like, I seen Jim Thom hit a home run. I was like, Mom, it's Tommy. <laughs> How do you get that out of how it's spelled? But, um, Same but, uh, way you get Favre out of Favre. Favre. Favre, yeah. Um, but it does uh, lend me to ask you an interesting question, uh, us being big sports fans. Um, what do you think? Uh, how would you rank the profession, the big four the all, in terms of the All-Star Games? Who would be number one? Who would be the worst of the All-Star Games? I mean, what do you think? Um, I think the best all-star game is actually the NHL all-star game. Really? Why is that? Yeah. Uh, I just feel like it's a little slightly more competitive than most of the others. Um, after that, I'd probably have NBA, um, then MLB. Now, see, you and I grew up in an era where the all-star game used to mean something, mm-hmm. and they would play their asses off in all of them, you know? Um, and then I would say the Pro Bowl is probably last because those guys really, really – I don't even – do they still play the game? Yeah, they still do. Okay. Yeah, those guys don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think – Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I think a way to fix all of them is to offer a giant cash prize for the winning team. I think that would be enticing enough for, you know, the players to go out there and play. So, like – 
if you have an NFL Pro Bowl, you know, offer all the players on the winning team a million dollars each. Those guys are going to play their fucking asses off. Mm-hmm. And they can get that through sponsorships. I mean, you tell ESPN you're going to have an all-star game where they're super competitive. ESPN's giving you whatever you want for that. So, Well, I think uh, part of the problem with the Pro Bowl, too, is sometimes you lose, like, some marquee players because it's played the week before the Super Bowl, which you are going to lose, you know, players from that as well. And I think at that point of the season, most of the guys have phoned it in. They kind of just look at it as like, okay, I get a free trip to Hawaii. A lot of those guys get bonuses for making the team anyway, so I don't know if a huge cash incentive is really going to make a difference. I have always thought, turn it into like Mutant League football. You know, like say, you know, (laughs) say Joe Mixon gets a handoff and there's a potential like part of the field will just like open up and then he'll fall into like – a pit of piranhas, and he's got to fight his way out of it. <laughs> that sounds awesome, actually. Yeah, or fucking Hunger Games. No, I mean, did you ever play the the old Mutant League football video game? I'm probably aging myself a bit because that was a classic at my house during the Sega Genesis days. But no, see, I was always a Nintendo guy. So what was on Nintendo? Play. It was an EA Sports game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, then I I must have been too young for it. Uh, I don't know if they make those games available on the the game stores like Xbox Live or the PlayStation Store, but yeah, if it's on there, man, check it out. It's it's super fun. It, it basically used the Madden engine, and they did it for uh, hockey too. Mutant League hockey was like I played that game as much as the NHL games. Really? Yeah, they're super fun. You should check them out. Um, I know for me, I've always felt the um, now that they put some stakes on the Major League Baseball All Star Game. I I think out of the the four big uh, All Star games, I think that one's the best one. Uh, they kind of create like a whole event out of it. Like the night before is the Home Run Derby, so it's always like a a big deal is the Home Run Derby leading into the All Star Game. And plus, the Major League Baseball is the only professional. All-Star game that has essentially the calendar to itself. It's not competing with anything else. That's very true. Like the NBA is typically, they run hockey still being played. Uh, On occasion, they might be going against the Olympics or they might be going against the Daytona 500, which that usually falls around that same time frame. Um, But yeah, I I think the combination of the home run derby and then the All-Star game actually meaning something because the winner gets home field advantage in the World Series, which that could be. Well, I could see how that could matter to some people, but there are some people on the, you know, an All-Star team that, let's be honest, they're not going to make it to the World Series. So I'm sure they don't. I mean, they, they still get a bonus too. They're actually doing something different this year. Instead of the game going into extra innings, they're actually, if the game is tied at the end of nine, they have a home run derby to determine the winner. That's pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, I thought that was really cool, too. I'm curious to see how that turns out. I'm actually hoping for a tie just to see yeah, how it plays out. sweet. <laughs> um, I know the NBA All-Star game is probably number two because, once again, they've got the really cool skills competition. And growing up as a kid of the 80s, the dunk contest and the three-point shootout were like must-watch TV. And then now, yeah, in recent years, like, the dunk contest really stinks. Yeah, I feel like the dunk contest has lost its soul. I used to love that, you know, when you mm-hmm. would have, you'd have Jordan doing that. You well, used to have, 
used to have all the big people doing it, you know? And mm-hmm. then it kind of ended when LeBron James refused to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I like think, too, is honestly with dunks, I mean, what more can you see? I mean, I'm sure pretty much at this point everybody's done everything that you could possibly see. Yeah, so, so they would have to switch it up somehow. That Something that I'm not smart enough to come up with. You know? So unless, you know, somebody decides to jump through the roof of the arena they're holding the All-Star Weekend, then crash back down and then dunk, I, I don't really foresee anything else. Or if um, somebody, you know, puts themselves on the top of a car. I mean, I might be kind of cool. I don't know. Like, change it up, turn it into, like, an Evil Knievel-style dunk contest where you do stunts. Sure as a wrestling fan, that. I uh, cannot recommend enough not to fall from the ceiling. Oh, what, what a, uh, that's a good idea for a dunk now. What if they had Hell in the Cell set up in the arena and then somebody <laughs> throws, like, one of the participants off of it and they have to dunk? And they fall onto a mat. How awesome would that be? What if they didn't? What if they had the Undertaker throw somebody off there? That would be worth watching. Um, I still think the the skills competition are pretty cool. I think the NHL and the NBA are kind of neck and neck. I mean, the skills competition in the NHL is really cool too, but essentially those are just kind of glorified exhibition games at this point. I think the only yeah. reason I rank them so high is because they have the really cool skills competitions. Mm-hmm. Then the Pro Bowl just kind of. I I haven't told I can't tell you the last time I sat and even watched the Pro Bowl. I think it was probably four or five years ago, and I think I shut it off after ten minutes. Like, all right, this sucks. Well, and the skills competition in the NFL is fucking boring too. Mm-hmm. A bunch of guys, like the quarterbacks, are all standing out there looking like they just got done with nine, you know, nine holes of golf in their polos and their shorts. Just like, yeah, sure, I could throw it fifty yards. Why not? Now I do miss. They used to do the quarterback challenge. I do yeah. miss that a lot because it used to be like a quarterback skills competition and everybody took part in it. And they used to yeah. do, I think they used to do it on uh, Pro Bowl weekend. I still feel like they do something with quarterbacks, but it's just not. They, I mean, the guys look like they're half cocked and don't give a shit. Well, I think, <clears throat> I think too, there's so much money invested in that position that you're not really going to like, okay. I'm not going to send Justin Herbert to the Pro Bowl quarterback skills competition and risk my $45 million a year quarterback suffering a severe injury. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's a good point. So, I don't know. Like this wasn't this isn't one of the big 4, but I really enjoy the MLS All-Star game. I'm a little biased cuz I'm a soccer fan and I like the MLS. All right, here's your one um, minute to promote soccer. <clears throat> All right. And go. So you take the best players in MLS, and the last two years they've been playing the best players in the Mexican League, Liga Mekis. And the game, it, the U.S. and Mexico is one of the biggest soccer rivalries in the world. So all the players kind of look at it like a USA versus Mexico type deal. So it gives the game a little bit of bite, um, a lot of competitiveness. There's trash talk, um, you know, and it's a big deal, whoever wins, which MLS won last year with a player who chose the U.S. to play for the USA over Mexico in a penalty shootout. So 
you know, there was, there was that on top of it. That was the, the cherry on top. So it's super competitive. They have skills challenges, but it's sponsored by EA. So obviously it sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but the game itself is a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and I know um, the NHL used to do this. I don't think they've done it in a while, but they used to divide uh, North America versus the rest of the world in their all-star game. Yeah, and I, I think that would be really cool too. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just kind of grown sour of the all-star game format in general. It's just like I don't really don't care about it as much as I used to. I think I, like I, I watched the Home Run Derby last night. That's always super fun, and I always tell myself like, ah, it's you know, it's essentially it's a, a glorified batting practice. But every time I end up getting sucked in, like I think it'd be a lot of fun to watch live, like in the stadium. Yeah, we actually tried to go a few years ago when the Cincinnati had the All Star Game, but shit, tickets for that were actually more than the home or the All Star Game itself. Oh, I'm sure they were because that's the marquee thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. Like this, this, this weekend is just kind of like, or this week because baseball starts back up Friday, Thursday or Friday. But yeah, just I've always considered All Star Week to be like a very rough stretch if you're a sports fan. So that's why it's a uh, potent potables week here on the Couch Potato Podcast. <laughs> um, another thing, uh, Anna, did you hear about the Pantera reunion? Yeah, um, you and I talked back and forth about it a little bit. Uh, um, thanks for fucking ruining my lead. It's supposed to be a, like, hey, did you hear about that? And then you're like, oh, yeah, you and I talked about it the other day. People are like, God, these guys are so – it's no wonder we're such a shitty program around here. Because I, I fuck up all the leads. I, just, I think there's more to it than just that. But oh, Okay, fair enough. All right, well, what um, do you think about the Pantera reunion? Uh, I think if it's cheap enough, I'll go see it. Mm-hmm. Um. They'll probably end up doing festivals, I think, that we go to. Like yeah, I just, seen a, I just seen a leaked uh, ad. Now, these leaked ads tend to be fake more often than not, but uh, there's a leaked ad where they're supposed to be one of the headliners for uh, some festival in Mexico in October. Hmm. That seems awfully quick, unless they've been rehearsing this whole time, which I guess they could be. I'm sure um, that they probably have been working for a little while. This isn't something like, oh, hey, want to get together? Want to get together? Cool. See you in like two weeks. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, excited about it in the way that um, Zach Wilde is the only person that I would want to see try to be on guitar as Dimebag. Because, uh, you know, they were best friends and their playing style is pretty similar. Um, but I don't want them to call this Pantera. I, well, I think they're calling own. it a uh, like a celebration of the music of Pantera. Okay, well, that's a little better then. Because it's not, I mean, the Abbott brothers were Pantera. Yeah, and that's kind of what I, I feel about these. And for those of you that do not know, Pantera was an iconic 90s heavy metal band. Uh, they pretty much disbanded once a uh, lead guitar player, uh, Dimebag Daryl Abbott, was uh, tragically killed during a performance with his band Damage Plan in uh, the Alarosa Villa in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, fun fact for you, me and uh, 
regular contributor to the show, uh, Jason, were supposed to go to that show that night that he was killed. But uh, luckily, uh, old Big Blue saved me from going to that because I was still working part-time and I needed money for Christmas. So I decided to take a 7 o'clock in the morning shift, so I didn't go. Yeah, thank, thank God for that. Right. Uh, then, uh, what was that, three or four years ago, uh, Vinnie Paul, who's the drummer for Pantera, passed away of a heart attack. So uh, pretty much. Gosh, doesn't seem that long ago. <laughs> right. I don't know, just for me, when it comes to these bands that uh, get together, I mean, I think it's cool, but when you lose, like, the selling point of the band, I don't know, it just kind of, like, as an example, um, Van Halen. We'll take Van Halen as an example. They've replaced their lead singer three times. Right. But at the end of the day, I mean, whether you're a uh, David Lee Roth guy, whether you're a Sammy Hagar guy, I don't know anybody that's a Gary Sharon fan when he played with the band. But, hey, if you are, more power to you. Gary Sharon, good singer, just kind of got a raw deal. But really, Eddie Van Halen's the selling point of that band. I mean, yeah. honestly, like, I never got to see him. I would have seen him with any of the lead singers just to see Eddie and Alex play together. But now that Eddie's gone, there's rumblings of a Van Halen tribute tour, too. I just don't think I would be on board with that. And that's kind of where I'm at with this Pantera thing. It's like, you know, you got two members of the band, but I've always, when I think of Pantera, I always think of Diamond Vinny before I think of Phil and Rex. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you, you hear the iconic voice of Phil, and, you know, that song Walk, a lot of that has to do with his voice is the reason that, that song's so big in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but the songs outside of that, I mean, the the solo on the song Floods is one of the best solos of all time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think Dimebag, if he wasn't a metal guitarist, would have more respect and be a bigger deal um, kind of than what he's looked at by, I'd say, probably like older folks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's a metal guitarist, but he, to me, he's one of the best guitar players of all time. Yeah. I mean, that's the same with it. Like with Eddie, it's just like Eddie's got such a distinct guitar sound that, you know, a Van Halen tribute just doesn't seem same. Like I'm with you though. Like I'll probably go see this if it's affordable enough, but I'm not going to shell out like Eagles concert ticket prices to go see him play. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That. I mean, most of the Eagles are still together, right? Uh, no. Uh, Glenn Fry has passed away. They still got Henley. They still got Joe Walsh. They still got. I think Timothy Schmidt still plays with them, but I think they've got some people that've come in and out since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's. One of the things about it is we're not big fans of, of the newer metal, you and I. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I do listen to metalcore a little bit more than I used to. I'm a little more open to it than I used to be. Like, I'm, I've become a big fan of Motionless and White. Yeah. Um, but whereas, you know, I didn't used to listen to them at all. 
but a lot of our older bands are just getting older, you know? You and I, you're in your 40s, I'm in my 30s. These bands are in their, starting to get close to their 60s that we like. Fucking, you know, like Metallica. Those guys are getting ready to turn 60. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they still, they're still great live. Um, still love their music, but fuck, man, they're getting old, you know? <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, this, uh, I've become that guy that I used to make fun of it when I worked, when Best Buy used to sell CDs that would come in looking for, uh, you know, like Dokken and Wasp and all these other bands. I'd be like I'd, the guy that, uh, he likes that old shit. And now I've become that guy, that guy to an extent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fuck, Nevermind is almost 40 years old, isn't it? it it's is. getting close to 40 years old. Yeah, something like that. So it's just, it's crazy. Um, life seems to go way too fast. Mm-hmm. And I think the only way, like, the only way some of the legacy of all of these uh, older bands that we like is going to be tributes like this. Well, I'm glad they didn't decide to do what they've done with Dio and other acts where they decided to do essentially holograms and they had basically track, like they played Vinny's, you know, or Dimebag's guitar riffs over PA and it's a hologram. Yeah, that would be, that'd be weird. I don't I think it's, uh, I mean, it's cool who they got because they got Charlie Belladante from anthrax played drums he's a fantastic drummer in his own right and you say it was zach so i mean i think it might be fun but i'm not as amped for that as say like the rage against the machine reunion that it's the four of them together and they just kicked off their tour uh last week yeah see that's not a tribute show so yeah that's i mean all the original guys you know yeah i mean like i would be more excited for like a band that hasn't been together in quite a while that still has like at least most of the original lineup versus like something like this. Yeah. I, and like I said, I'll check it out. I mean, I watched Phil and Somo and the illegals when we were at uh, louder than life. The guitar player was nowhere near good enough to do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Zach wild actually is good enough and can play fast enough. Right. But yeah, I mean, I'm not necessarily excited for it, but I'm not not excited for it. It's just kind of one of those things where it's just like, it's cool, but it's not necessary. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. It's I, I honestly think that this kind of start. I think Rex is only in it because like, oh, well, hell, Phil's playing old Pantera stuff and making a killing off of it. Now they're talking about doing this reunion. Like, fuck, I'm in. Yeah. And I think Zach Wilde's always wanted to do kind of a tribute to nine bag mm. in a way. Cause he's, you know, you go and see any kind of Zach wild, anything he's got dime bag pictures up. And, um, I remember when we saw him last, I think it, I think it was the last time we saw him. He, uh, played in this river, which is a song he wrote about dime bag Daryl. Yeah. He always, uh, dedicates that, to to dime. Cause, uh, me and, uh, yeah, me and Jason went and seen Ozfest one year when Black Label headlined the second stage of that festival, and that got a huge pop out of the crowd when he played that song in the pictures of Dimebag. Cause he actually even brought out uh, the officer that killed the 
the POS that shot Dimebag. Mm. Yeah, it's, gosh, it's a, it's a tragic situation. That's a bummer. Yeah. It was 2004, and it doesn't feel that long ago. Mm. And you never got to see them, right? I never got to see the original Pantera, no. Oh, dude. Such a good, such a good live band. Yeah, there's a lot of bands I wish I would have gotten to see. I wish I would have gotten to see the original Alice in Chains, uh, which we've seen them with their new singer, which he's good, mm-hmm. but he's not Lane Staley. Right. Um, you know, like uh, got to see uh, Phil and Soma and the Illegals, which is kind of Pantera-ish. <laughs> yeah, Pantera-ish. <laughs> well, that's why, for me, Ever since Motor or Lemmy passed away, I've made it a point that if I have an opportunity to see somebody that I want to, I'm going to try to take it. Um, I know uh, you and I have a very busy September lined up as mm-hmm. uh, you and I are going to uh, Danny Wimmer Presents. They put on, uh, they actually just put on the Incarceration Festival that they have at the old Mansfield Prison. That was mm-hmm. this past weekend, but they also do. Louder Than Life, they do Bourbon and Beyond in Louisville. They do Welcome to Rockville in uh, Daytona, Beach, Florida. They do Aftershock in Sacramento. And then on a normal year, they usually do uh, Sonic Temple in Columbus, our old stomping ground. But uh, I know in September, you and I are going to Bourbon and Beyond to cross Pearl Jam off the bucket list. Yep. And then we're going to... Go those guys are getting older, and it's one of those things like, you know, I don't want to – I you know, I texted you when those, when I saw that was on there, and I was like, dude, I, I have to go. I, You know, you weren't sure if you were going to be able to go at first, so, it, you know, it was almost I was going to go by myself at first, so. Well, I think uh, I sealed the deal uh, next week. I am taking the misses to see the Backstreet Boys. Which I would totally take your spot. I, I like the Backstreet Boys. I know that's – I know they're a boy band, but, uh, you know, I grew up right there at the end of the 90s, early 2000s. There was new metal. There was boy band pop. There was, you know, Britney Spears and NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, all that stuff. And I listened to all that stuff growing up, so. That's a good thing I met you later in life because I don't think you and I would have been friends. (laughs) I don't know. We We met in 2003. It was right around that time. But you never told me you listened to... The Backstreet Boys thing is something that I just found out recently. But see, now it's too late <laughs> well, in the game for me to, to disown you now. So I was like, all right. I, was like, I had to let you down easy. <laughs> yeah, I'm stuck with you now. So I'm just going to tell him, like, yeah, I listen to Backstreet Boys. Um, but, yeah, then uh, the following week in Louisville, I'm crossing off Nine Inch Nails, mm-hmm. Tenacious D, which that's what I'm excited about. And I've never seen Kiss, which I know you're not too excited about, but I have at least wanted to see him, and I know it's not the original Kiss. And see, that's another, going back to the Pantera thing, too. Like, granted, it's not, you don't have Ace, and you don't have Peter, but I kind of always associate Kiss with Gene and Paul. And right. as long as they're in there, I mean, it's still more Kiss than it's not Kiss, so... Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna stand there and watch them. I guess. <laughs> I like one of their songs. They uh, may or may not be on my uh, my list of the greatest American rock bands of all time. 
Oh, wow. May have bumped somebody off to make room for Kiss because I completely forgot about them. As you should. Nah, they're as, I guess, uh, as big of a douchebag as Gene Simmons is, I still appreciate everything that they've done for rock and roll. And they still have a lot of songs that I do like, even though I personally do not like Gene Simmons as a human being. But, uh, he is a turd burglar. Yeah. But yeah, man, like, I don't know. Like I'm, I have a feeling that we're probably going to see this in this version of Pantera at one of the festivals that we attend. Yeah, I'm sure we will. So, I mean, if they're part of the lineup, awesome. I'll definitely stick around to watch them because I do, I do like those guys in versions of their band, but truth be told, I'd rather see Down get back together than I do this version of Pantera. Which we've seen Down a couple of times, and they put on a hell of a show. I, I love that band. I'd like to see them get back together and do – I think they've got one show this year. They're doing the Blue Ridge Rock Festival, which is, I think, the weekend before Louder Than Life or the weekend oh, okay. after. It's one of the two. But that was kind of a – we had a friend that went to that festival last year, and I heard it was kind of a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that would be – I'd have to hear good things about that to venture down to Virginia to watch that. So we're and in agreement time, we'd, we'd by, go see the – By pan- the time you get tickets, you don't know if it's good or not. Right. Yeah, we're going to be stuck. And they go, fuck, all right, might as well just make the best of it. So we're in agreement. We'll go see Pantera. They're part of like a festival or – I have a feeling, too, they could end up being next year where Live Nation, every year, they have this ticket to rock, which they didn't really do that this year because I didn't see a lot of rock and metal uh, tours this year, which I found to be very strange. Yeah, there's not a whole lot, but, I mean, as you and I can attest, COVID is is still around, and it is still a son of a bitch. Right. But uh, I know Live Nation usually puts together – a ticket to rock package where they put together it's usually like three three different concerts but it's like the same combination of like 10 or 12 bands yeah it's like corn rob zombie alice in chains breaking benjamin disturbed slipknot uh this year mudvane's a part of that too that's like actually the mudvane rob zombie tour is like the i think the big metal tour of the summer besides uh the Not Fest Roadshow. Hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing those two. Yeah, I've never if, seen Mudvayne, so if that show wasn't on a Thursday, and if it wasn't in Indiana, because I'd have to drive like shit two and a half hours to go see it, I would probably go. If that show was like Saturday night, I'd fucking be there right now. I like, yep, I'm buying a ticket, but it's on a Thursday, and that drive to uh, Ruoff is kind of a shit show. And yeah, it is a very slow burn, that is for sure. My favorite part about that is you, like, you know, you're on the highway pretty much the whole time until you get off, and then you go down this one lonely-ass road, and then there's this little city, and you turn, you make a couple turns through it, and then you're out in a bunch of fucking cornfields for the next 40 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, there's a big-ass <laughs> amphitheater. Mm-hmm. And on the other side of the amphitheater is a giant city. Yep. It makes no sense. Yep. It's just like right outside Indy. And like, yeah, if it was on a weekend where I could stay somewhere, yeah. But yeah, I've made that drive so many times and it it beats the shit out of you the next day. I'm like completely worthless the next day. 
Yeah. And having two small kids does not help. <laughs> right. So, yeah, man, I'd probably go check out that show, though, if it was coming around. If it was part of like a, like a bigger if, festival or something. I wouldn't be surprised if it was at uh, Express Live or whatever they call it now. Um, I, I personally think what they're going to do is I think next year they're probably just going to cash in and just do the festival scene. I mean, that's going to be a big attraction for any uh, festival promoter to get that. So I have a feeling they're just going to cash in on that. They'll probably do the DWP stuff. I would imagine they'll probably be on the European festival scene next year. So yeah, they're probably going to rake in a shitload of money. I would. Yeah. Oh, Hey, you know, like I kind of touched on the two things I want to talk about. Is there anything you want to, you want to talk about before, uh, I know we had one thing that we wanted to do here, but I just wanted to see if there's anything you wanted to blow off about before we get to the final act of uh, Potpourri Tuesday. <laughs> um, I know that uh, we talked a couple weeks ago about Deshaun Watson. Um, I sent you this thing earlier where he could get uh, only two to eight games mm-hmm. suspension, so I find that very interesting. You know, at this point, though, I considering it's like the big story of the NFL right now, I just want it to be over with. I'm personally, I'm getting sick of reading about it. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things where it's just like it's always, it seems like every day it's something a little different. You might hear something else. It's just like, okay, you've, you've had enough time. Just get the shit done and over with. We're like, what, three weeks away from training camp? Oh, man, is it, is it that close? Yeah, because I think the Hall of Fame is the first weekend in August. Jesus. Well, um, I I don't. Uh, that's all I really had to talk about. Um, and I just shit on it. I was like, ah, I don't I'm fucking done with it. <laughs> Fuck you, Lucas. Go just get it done. I don't care it. about your stupid story. Right. No, nah, I. Um, no, I do know that uh, getting tired of spam emails. Yep, that's the, uh, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, we encourage uh, all of you, if you want to talk with Lucas and I, we do have a email address. It's uh, couchpotatopodcast at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. Hey, if you have a show idea you think would be really cool, if you just want to say, hey, I think you guys are doing an awesome job, if you think that, hey, you guys – fucking suck and just give it up hey we'll listen to you too i mean we kind of already know that we're still doing it so we're just gonna take your advice and just keep going but yeah just if you got anything on your mind just send it to that email address but uh i do get quite a bit of spam email get sent to this i mean there is an absolute ton i my emails a day are flooded with just spam email. So I am going to read through a few of these. I thought were kind of, kind of funny. And I'll try to read them in the most dignified voice possible for added, added effect. Yeah, dude, I get so many, like just the weirdest shit comes through these all the time. That's the best part about spam emails is when they're really weird. Mm-hmm. I seen one today that I had to stop and think about it for a minute. Like, why Why am I getting this? Yeah, like, I've been getting a lot of these for uh, 
I, I'm eligible for compensation if I attended Camp Lejeune, which I have no clue where Camp Lejeune is at. Isn't that a military base? I don't know, but apparently if I drank the drinking water from there, I'm eligible for compensation. So I'm going to look this up. Oh, yeah. Uh, Camp Lejeune is in Jacksonville, North Carolina. I have okay. not. Yeah. I have not spent one day in the military. I applaud each and every single veteran that we have. I thank you for your service. But I have never been in the military, so I don't know why I keep getting these. Um, I also got this one. Uh, it's kind of a take on the uh, the Nigerian prince is going to send you money. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, this one reads, "My name." Is Miss Wendy George, 21 years old, girl, and girl is capitalized, from South <laughs> Sudan. My father and I escaped from our country to Burkina Faso. At the heat of the Civil War, after losing my mother and two of my senior brothers in the war. As a result of the political instability in my country, even after the war, my father established his gold export business in my country of South Sudan. He was in Western Bahra Ghazal State. I should person didn't even fucking spell this shit right. To negotiate for the export of a gold business when he was shot by rebel troops. Well, this is actually tropes. He was shot down by rebel tropes. Those motherfucking tropes. Fighting to take over the government of our country. You can read more about the war in my country through the below website. And it was, she just left a link to Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. After he managed to return back his, in this country, Birkin Faso. I hate reading like emails where it's just broken up because it makes me sound stupid when I read it. <laughs> for his, after he managed to return back in this country, Burkina Faso, for his treatment, he died in the hospital here after he undergo all of the surgery and other treatment. All of them, every fucking surgery, <laughs> every single one. They they did it a, a cavity yeah, search. They did a fucking hysterectomy on him. <laughs> yeah, they. He didn't make it. Yeah, they, they did a hysterectomy. They checked to make sure his ears were working. <laughs> Eye exam, colonoscopy, all kind. He got he got the the, the deluxe package. <laughs> colonoscopy, the the old ass gym special. Hmm. The death of my father has now made me an orphan and thereby exposing me to danger. Before his unfortunate death, my late father called me beside his sick bed and told me as his only surviving daughter that he had deposited the sum of 15.5 million United States dollars in one of the prominent bank in Dubai United Arab Emirates with my name as next of kin. Wow, man, your dad was balling. Yeah, as a result of the present insecurity of lives and property in our country, I wish to request that you assist me use your account in your country to transfer my inherited fund for business investment. Also, to assist me with letter of invitation that will make me get a visa to your country for residence in order to... Me continue my studies under your care and to invest the fund in a viable business venture. 
I'm willing to give you 30% and the remaining balance will the used for the investment under your care <laughs> over there in your country. Thanks and God bless you. I will appreciate your respond soonest. Miss Wendy George Gabriel. Mm. So not only is she trying to steal my bank information, she wants me to set up a place for her to stay. Yeah, she wants you to raise her. Yeah. I seriously I thought, that whole daughter. I uh I seriously like I thought about responding to that and just say, nah dog, I ain't giving you my bank information. Just Vimo me that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just leave the Vimo link down there. I'll set you up a cot in the garage. <laughs> I wouldn't even do that. Oh man, I'm, you know I, I'm sure there is something going on in South Sudan, uh, and for her to move to Burkina Faso, uh, but I think she's full of shit. Yeah, I have a feeling that that is not legitimate at all. So good luck, Wendy. Hope you find somebody to. Take your money, but hey, if you are looking for somebody to, you know, if you have fifteen and a half million dollars, shoot me an email. Yeah, yeah, shoot me a, an email at the old podcast. I'll I'll give you the link to the Cash App. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd be I'd be uh, texting you like, God damn, dude, are we doing another show? You just get a, a fucking text message of you on the beach <laughs> with like a. Was just like gold plated. Like I just, I would get a grill. <laughs> I, I really hope that's true. Actually, I really do hope you get a grill. I'd look like uh, <laughs> Little John. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. I'm just cycling through these. See if there's anything good. Because most of these are like from, like leaf filter. Try sell me a leaf filter. Uh, we got any boner pills on there? Oh, they're coming. They are coming. No pun intended. That's what she said. Uh, let's see. Uh, apparently, I am eligible for clinical trials. I take part clinical trials in my area. Get paid for oh, that. Okay. Any uh, anything in particular? No, it just says I'm eligible for clinical trials in my area. It doesn't tell me what I clinical trials are it. I'm eligible for. Just I'm a, I'm available. Listen, if you guys want to use my body, that's fine. But you tell me what you're using my body for. Let's see. Uh, there's tons of debt relief. Apparently, they think that we are financially in trouble and they need to help. Well, <laughs> they're not wrong. Uh, apparently, somebody named Gail has been using our email because mm. I keep getting a bunch of messages for Gail and her confirmation receipt from Walmart. Hey, Gail, get off our fucking email. Uh, I got this angry one here from Sergeant Linda Wilson. Don't know okay. what kind of sergeant you are, where you're from, but it's all caps. Hello, dear one. <laughs> Am Sergeant Linda Wilson. Am contacting you for an urgent and important and very urgent and important cooperation message with you. Please <laughs> reply to me as soon as for mower... M O E R details. Regards, Sergeant L. Wilson. <laughs> oh man, I'm ready to jump through a wall for Sergeant Wilson. That's, don't have to scream at me though. 
get a hold of me for mower information. All right, dude. Uh, the last of these, uh, I'm going to forward these over to you because I don't know if you need these or not. But uh, oh, thanks. Hey, you know, I don't know. I don't don't mean to pry into what happens uh, after hours on the Couch Potato Podcast. Fair enough. Couch Potato Podcast after dark. Um. So you only forward this here to you. Uh, this one comes from uh, this. Apparently, we're on a mailing list here. This one comes from uh, bigger D, the star sign CK size at email.com. How to get a bigger dick? Porn industry secrets. Oh, expose the adult industry secret to add three point four inches. That is very specific. Yeah, it is, and it's, it gives you, like, the secrets and everything. Hmm. So uh, what email address do you want me to send that to? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, you know, uh, with all the kids that I'm having lately, my uh, my lady is very unsatisfied with my penis size, so I need to get the porn industry secrets. You would be the, uh, like, there used to be the, please hammer, don't hurt him, please Lucas, don't hurt him. Uh, get a ton of credit card information, like a ton of credit card offers. Uh, Sean Hannity from Fox News emailed me. Mm, um, that was nice of him. Uh, Biden's plans for retirement accounts. He has, Biden's not holding back. He's warned you that he plans to raise income taxes, death taxes, capital gains taxes, and corporate taxes, some or all of which will affect you or your family in one way or another. Mm. And he's asking for money. Well, of course he is. Dude, Sean, you've got more money than I got, man. Don't come. When, when Don't my fucking ca- come for me. When Wendy sends me the $15.5 million, <laughs> and if you're in need, <laughs> I will distribute monies. <laughs> Wendy, we're really pulling for you. I really wish I'd have kept these. Because I... I f- Delete these on a, a daily basis, and I wish I'd have kept some of these. Some of these got really good for a while. I need you need to like star them and uh, come back to them so we can make this a new segment because uh, this is amazing. Yeah, I just want to know who uh, who's used our, Gail. Quit using our email address to run your shitty scams. Here's my thing: of all the email addresses that you could come up with to fucking give Walmart. Couch Potato Podcast is very specific. Right. I did see one on there, too, and I for, I, I think I got to dig through it a little bit. Apparently, the Couch Potato Podcast social security number has been compromised. Oh, shit. And our credit could be at risk. I didn't know that we, uh, we've merged together to form one person. Neither have I. On this show. But we have... Uh, We've become so synonymous that we're a single person. We're a symbiote. Symbiote. God, that still drives me nuts. She says it like that. Uh, and I like Jenny yeah. Slate, too. She was always super funny in uh, um, Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that just, that's like nails across the chalkboard. It's like, you know you're fucking saying it wrong, too. That's the shitty part about it. She knows that that's not how you say that. And she said it anyways. 
Don't you do this to me. It's like, come on, you're making fucking venom. You know, like, there's a chance this could or may not be good. Yet, okay, yeah, here it is. Social Security Administration, attention user, your Social Security number ID will be deactivated within two days. Due to suspicious and fraudulent activities, we regret to inform the Couch Potato Podcast that your Social Security number will be terminated within 48 hours. (laughs) You know what, man? Just have at it, dude. Shit, how old is that email? (laughs) Uh, That was from two days ago. We don't exist. Nope, not anymore. So, yeah, there's just a few of the emails we get. Uh, Listen, hey. the only the only fraudulent activity that's been going on is we're posing as an actual podcast. Yeah, we're pretending to n- know and sound like we know what we're doing, which is obviously, those of you that listen to us know that's definitely not the case. <laughs> but, you know, that's all, uh, all I had for this week. Uh, this was kind of a last-minute a last minute episode we kind of patched together, so it's probably not gonna, like you're going to listen to this. Like this show fucking sucks, but you know it was nice I to dis- spend an I hour. Disagree. It was nice to spend an hour with my friend, getting back in the saddle, get this show rolling again, get you guys something to listen to until we come out with a legitimate good episode next next week. So that's that's a big ask. Well, no, uh, I've noticed that every time Jen is on the show. It's usually generally well-received. Even one of our uh, Apple reviews mentions her specifically, said she has a voice for podcasting. So I don't know. I We must really suck that one of our part-time guests actually gets mentioned by name as being awesome on the show, but, like, no one says shit. Like, oh, Russ sounds like the man that reminds me of when I was a child and I would spend evenings at my grandparents' house, his voice sounds like the gentleman that would read the evening news. And listening to his voice makes me feel like I'm getting the truth. Yeah. No. Instead, it's like, no, us. we know. Instead, it's like they listen to me. Like, yeah, dude, we know you're like 40 or 50 pounds overweight by the sound of your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Lay off the cookies, fat eh? Okay, you don't need to go get a Hershey bar after work and then you don't have to suck down like an ice cream cone before you go to bed which i don't that's do not, that's another goddamn business all right nope i'm gonna have to uh since uh wendy hasn't sent me that 15 and a half million dollars yet i might have to try that new genics weight loss program that i also got a spam email about too <laughs> i can shed weight and improve my t- testosterone in less than 30 days well you have hit the big four zero. So according to that one commercial with, uh, I think it's, who is it, Bo Jackson? No, nah, it's Frank Thomas. Where that, Frank Thomas. That reporter okay. is essentially eye-fucking him the entire time she's interviewing him. <laughs> well, you know, the man's got money. She, I, she looked like she was not interested in his money. She looked like she was interested in, in where he, if he keeps his wallet in his front pockets, she looks like she's more interested in what's going on or around his there. Front zipper. Yeah. But all right. Well, hey, let's wrap up this uh, train wreck before it uh, gets further off the rails. Uh, Lucas, it's awesome having you back, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, I'm happy that uh, 
that you know me and my family are all right after COVID. Yeah, so so am I. I'm very glad, and I hope that none of us have to deal with that anymore. Uh, I have decided though to lighten this up before we go. I have decided that uh, whenever I look for a future job, yeah, I'm going to ask for the Lucas Cydrus, uh vacation plan, where I work oh, yeah. week, wor- I work one week, take three weeks off, work another week, take three <laughs> weeks off. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, it is a it is a beautiful life. Yeah, so I'm going to say like, hey, can we do? So- can we arrange something like that where I still get paid for it, but like, can I just work like a week and then just take like a month off? <laughs> You can be okay. I mean, I don't know how you can't. Yeah, they're just going to research like, what the fuck's this guy talking about? <laughs> they're not going to hire him. Boom. Who the fuck is Lucas? Yeah, who the hell is that? <laughs> it's like, they're going to see my name like, oh, I recognize this guy. This is the same joker that said he was the game warden at Jurassic Park years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a true oh, story. That when, was uh, the best application when I uh, was unemployed ever. back in my youth, uh, I don't know how unemployment works now, but it used to be you had to fill out a form, tell them where you applied at. They would check on it, whether they did, hard to say. But um, they would, uh, you know, you'd have to send out this form like, okay, I applied at A, B, and C. So just to get the three jobs in, I would just apply like fast food restaurants. And on the resume or the application, I said that I was a former game warden at Jurassic Park. Which, as a former supervisor, unfortunately for you, I would definitely call you in for an interview. Oh, would you? Okay. Well, that, oh, yeah. That's just too fucking funny to pass up. Well, this is back in a time when people actually like took that shit seriously. Like, oh, this, we're not going to hire this joker. Oh, people gotta gotta something stick up their ass. Well, now like some of the managers I see at, like these retail locations. Oh, sweet man, get him in! I bet he's a hoot. Guys, hilarious! Oh man, Park, oh, shit, he might have been real game ward at Jurassic Park, man. You've seen that documentary, right? Dinosaurs <laughs> took over this island. T Rex eats a guy off the shitter, man. It's fucking wild. Shit's real. Shit's real, man. All right. Let's wrap this up. So uh, we will be back next Tuesday, hopefully. The uh, brand yeah, new episode. I got to take three weeks off, sorry. Well, I'll have to round up somebody else. At least I got a week's notice. <laughs> um, we'll be back with a brand new episode next Tuesday. Hopefully we are able to give you the uh, greatest rock bands of America. That was an episode I think would be pretty good. At least pretty good by our standards. You know, podcasters that actually are good at this, not so much. But uh, we will talk to you guys next Tuesday. So see you later. And that's going to do it for today's episode. We hope you all enjoyed that one. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. You can find us wherever you get podcasts, but they do the star ratings on those too, and it helps get us a little bit more exposure. So we appreciate it. Five-star review if you like what you heard. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So if you want to get the latest show updates, we interact with a lot of our fans on the socials. So please, please follow us on those. 
We'd love to hear from you guys. You can find all the links in the show description. So be sure to look at that. That way you can find us, follow us, subscribe, whatever you, you do on the social. So thank you. We will uh, be back next Tuesday with a brand new episode. So until next Tuesday, we will catch you guys later.